Hey, hey, welcome back to the Biohacks podcast. On today, on today's episode, we are joined by Claire Rodea Ryan, women's wellness expert and consultant. And we're going to be basically delving into the female menstrual cycle and how why women should understand how their cycle works and how it affects them on a day-to-day basis. So, Claire, thank you very much for coming on. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you for having me. And yeah. I think it's brave of you to be talking about this, and I think it's important. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. We need to, um, we need to, we need to spread the word and spread enlightenment. So, um, before we get into the episode, guys, if you uh, have any questions, leave them in the comment section below. Obviously, it really helps us with the YouTube algorithm. And if you like today's episode, hit, hit the like button and uh, also hit subscribe for us. So, Claire, do you want to um, tell us a bit about how you got to where you are today? And you told me the three disciplines that you're working on uh, at the start. So yeah. maybe you want to kind of go into that a little bit as well. Okay, great. Um, So I'm a yoga teacher. That's where my wellness journey started. Um, And I've been teaching for about 13, 14 years around London. Um, I started honing in on sort of women's wellness and doing women's wellness empowerment workshops um, about 10 years ago um, in London as well. And then we set up a retreat in Kent called The Quaves uh, three years ago. And from here, we run lots of different events, but one of them is Sisterhood Gatherings. And on those gatherings, I do these talks on the three subjects, um, which are sort of my main areas in terms of women's wellness and empowerment. Um, And that's probably the first place where people come and find me for um, get introduced to what I teach and also the type of yoga that I teach. So the three areas are menstrual cycle awareness, pelvic self-care and pleasure and um, the dynamics of the inner feminine and masculine, which actually all kind of flow into the menstrual cycle awareness as well. So it all kind of connects together. Um, What kind of led you on the journey from yoga to sisterhood retreat? What was that kind of, what was that transition? What happened to make that? Was it just a natural evolve? Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, it was quite a long journey in terms of um, Sisterhood gatherings came out of just um, wanting to connect with women and bringing women together into a safe container where they could be themselves. I think women always are having to play lots of different roles, like within their work, within their family life and within society as well. And so I wanted to provide a safe space where women could just be themselves and kind of share their experiences of womanhood um, in a place that's like non-judgmental and very open. Um, and also learn about education that they hadn't had. So a lot of women have missed out on education that's really useful to them. You know, like we have pretty much zero education about menstrual cycle awareness, apart from you could get pregnant and all the reproductive stuff about conceiving or not conceiving. Um, And so my journey started personally from just experiencing really bad period pains, so much so that I would have to let people down. So when I was teaching classes, I'd have to um, let people down. I just got really fed up with it. So um, it also was a a time in my life in my sort of mid to late twenties when I was thinking about conceiving. Mm. So I decided to write, I'm going to start learning about my womb, like why I'm getting much pain. I also had a lot of PMT. So I get like frustrated and angry during certain times of the month. And I didn't like that either. So yeah, I wanted to learn more about what's going on. So that's when I started learning and educating myself and then wanting to share. It's re- that's really bizarre, isn't it? Like when you think about our schooling and like the, 
science math like but then there's this whole practical being a human part that we actually no one ever like educates you about maybe if your parents are obviously um kind of slightly aware or slightly conscious of it but it does seem now when you put it in that context it's like biological processes that we all have to experience and have to kind of deal with on a daily basis like we don't get that education on i guess and i guess that's really key part it's like what you said so and it causes so many problems not having that education like it decreases a woman's self-esteem their confidence they question themselves like why they're feeling bad why they're low energy why they're feeling anxious like it all falls into mental health as well and a lot of the doctors that we go to when we have some of these problems they don't even ask us about our menstrual cycle because a lot of the medical system as well is all of based around the men's hormonal cycle which is a 24-hour cycle whereas a women's is a 24 to 20 32 day hormonal cycle were very different but yet the medical makeup is based on a men's so when we go and try and get um professional support you know we it's not there it's not focused on our human experience as a woman um yeah so i feel like it's also a shame that we're not empowered in our own way because often women are given drugs or put on the pill you know, they're told to moderate their body to fit in with society on a level that's not our natural way of being, our natural cycle, if that makes sense. I guess, and it's the same with anything, isn't it? It's like, if you don't truly under, if if you're not educated on something, then you naturally fear it. And then I guess then you have fear of judgment if you bring it up or like you don't know which where to turn. And I guess it's like this awareness, like the message that you're spreading is about awareness and that there is like from where people potentially have been uncertain in the past there is education there are things practical things that you can do on a daily basis educating yourself and practical exercises routines whatever that really empower the individual and empower the individual to take control of their bodies um, which is like a human like it's like it seems like like a human right doesn't it right yeah and i think that's so true and i it really impacts um like our lifestyle choices. So if we knew how our energy levels went through the whole month, how our emotions would change, if we had a map to tell us, you know, this is what you're going to be feeling at each point during the month, then we could style our lifestyle choices, our exercise plan, our nutritional plan, um, even the way that we communicate within our relationships, you know, we'll communicate very differently through that whole month. Um, If we have a map, it's so much easier to make choices for ourselves that are aligned with our well-being on a mental and physical and spiritual level. I love the map analogy. It's so good because you're here today. We're all here in our own skin in this moment and we're all aiming to get to somewhere and whether that's in relationship, uh, health, money, uh, any of these domains, it's kind of like you need, you're here now, but then you need to kind of know it's, you need the awareness to know where you want to go. And I really love that analogy of, of, of the map to kind of um, help take yeah. people, women or men on a journey from where you are now to where you want to get to. So now that's really, that's really, um, really insightful. Now that's great. So maybe should we delve into, um, yeah, let's just delve into it. So what, like, what are the main problems that you see that people will come to, to you with, with symptoms or how, like, do you want to delve into some of the problem side of yeah. the um, equation? Um, so a lot of, 
women that I've worked with and the stories that I hear from my sister gatherings or on my mentorships is that um, either women are going through overwhelm, um, high anxiety, phases of high anxiety, um, they can be uh, burning out quite yep. regularly. Yep. Um, perhaps they're on the, they've been on the pill for a really long time and they're thinking about naturalizing, like coming mm. off the pill and having a natural cycle. Um, and I also want to say it's everyone's choice to be on the pill and I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but um, Different people respond. it is a great thing also to come, come off and find out what's going on with your body without these hormones that are man-made. They're synthetic hormones. In when you said, pills. sorry, when you said overwhelm, what's overwhelm? Overwhelm is like um, loading too much on your plate. So women tend to have this thing about people pleasing. They, they're not necessarily um, in their bodies and what is right for them. Mm. So they tend to at points during their cycle overgive and that's when they can get overwhelmed like multitasking burnout and i guess they will i guess so all those things you said there they all sound like they're quite connected yeah. yes yeah exactly and i'm going to give you some tips at the end how not to burn out yeah yeah which no. is really key especially if you're doing fitness as well i mean it, it impacts all types of work whatever you're doing whether it's like your fitness or the work but i'll i'll um give those tips at the yeah, end yeah yeah no, definitely um other reasons are um, yeah, like painful periods and wanting to conceive. Um, perhaps also some women have absent period, like they just don't happen. Mm. It's like their bodies don't allow them to have that release and they'll just carry on cycling without having that release. Would you say that's like linked to, obviously I guess this is kind of, we're talking about the individual components here, but I guess like that, that would be linked to stress, obviously the stress, the psychological stress or that they've kind of that's being created then has these knock-on effects to the actual hormone cycle and i guess the hormone cycle then has a knock-on effect back to the psych psychology exactly. i'm so glad you said that it's exactly that exactly i think that's what's so empowering is that the lifestyle choices that we make impact our hormonal balance and then our hormonal imbalance or balance then affects how we feel within our life so there is absolutely a feedback loop between the choices that we make and how we lead our lives and then the, the balance of our hormones. And obviously some people have natural chemical imbalances, but even then you can you know, make lifestyle choices and lead your life in a certain way that will bring you into harmony as much as possible because our bodies are always trying to come into harmony and it's actually sometimes our choices that we make that are the things that knock it out. Definitely, yeah. definitely. And I always, I talk about this a lot with health and the, the idea of hormesis that and Aristotle's golden mean, however you want it, kind of, it shows up in all different areas of, of nature, but this idea that the problems always exist in lack or excess and they always normally, they normally turn up at the extremes, don't they? And I guess we're all naturally extreme, we're deficient or we have too much of something, I guess, in in particular areas and it's kind of like not having that judgment about recognizing and having the awareness to know what your what your particular symptoms are and then yeah. that first of all having that awareness and then also then to having the education or the map like you've described to them to be able to do something about it i think what would you say about the awareness like do you get because a lot of people i guess they get a very visceral awareness that i've got these symptoms i've got burnout i've got anxiety yeah. um so like 
I guess people feel on a visceral level and I guess it's yeah. your job is then to take that and help them understand and look at the why and you can look at the map and you can look at the map of your cycle and have a look at where those pain points are in your cycle so like where you feel overwhelmed or where you feel anxious and there's always a link to where what you're doing somewhere else in the cycle as to why that imbalance is created later on basically so we just kind of analyze where these points are pain points in their cycle to then have a look at the whole cycle as a whole and have a look like okay how are you leading your life at this point this point this point during your cycle and then we establish where the imbalances are we rebalance that point and then they find these pain points pain points dissolve literally and um you can actually start enjoying these points in your cycle that used to be really challenging you can actually start enjoying them because there's amazing um gifts in each part you know like there's one part that's great for organizing refining there's one point that's getting good for getting out there and being seen and being visible and socializing and and there's another point that's really good for like being creative and fun and um playful and then there's another point where you're like grounding you're like just like coming back into yourself like getting contact in touch with yourself and just more stillness you know to then kind of come back into the cycle again so it is amazing and i love it and a lot of um partners have practiced going in tune with their with their part with their female partners Mm. um because it's quite a good guide you know for a month how if you live sustainably within your own hormonal cycle as a woman it has a really great impact on those around you because they kind of come into flow with your sustainable life practice, basically. Um, yeah. I guess it's really, no, it's great. You can listen to you, keep listening to you talk. It's great. The, um, <laughs> it sounds like, and I guess that what's a really interesting point there is that once you come in anxious, uh, overreached, then you have the conversation you speak to you and it helps to give that person a sense of control back because once you have that understanding i guess then you can then start exactly like you said you can actually start to enjoy it because you actually understand gives you a sense of control and you know why these things are happening to you and you're kind of empowering yeah. that to kind of take back control and 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 be aware of yeah i guess why this is happening and actually how to embrace it and how to kind of how to roll with it type of thing i guess exactly i think so my three key principles really is um education first Mm -hmm. you know kind of like shine that light on this thing that we don't really know about you know we're only really aware of it when we bleed or when we've got pmt or something's going wrong that's the only time that we're aware of it or someone else is aware of it but by shining a light on the whole map it's like suddenly people are like whoa there's like so much more to a menstrual cycle than just those you know annoying areas you know like it's some women just feel like it's a hassle that we it's that um you know that you during our period and you have to like carry on it's just a hassle it just gets in the way of living and life and i guess Um, i guess some of that's to do with judgment isn't it it's to do with self-judgment and would you agree yeah i think it's so there's a lot of deep feelings that come with this there's shame shame a lot of shame um there's also um like we get a lot of girls sadly get brought up being told that the menstrual cycle is a curse and even i was um so we get 
cultural, isn't it? I guess some of it's cultural and... Yeah. And, you know, still in a lot of cultures, uh, women are locked away, you know, or they're not allowed to enter spiritual um, venues or occasions if wow. they're bleeding. So still, it's, it's such a huge thing. And obviously, every woman has it every month. And, you know, um, so yeah, there's a lot of deep underlying feelings from a cultural level why women don't have the proper education and why we're not seeking it mm. as well 100%. you know like it gets hidden and i think there's some women obviously that don't experience any pain points at all they don't have pain they don't have pmt they just like flow and it's just like you know for some reason women were like how do you do that but it's because they don't experience any pain points with it and so they also then don't look deeper into what's going on in their cycle either and i think they might be missing out on something even if they're not experiencing any pain points, they're missing out on capitalizing in a way on certain areas of their cycle mm. um, and also really inviting those times in for rest because there's really key areas within the cycle when you should be resting. And if you don't rest, you um, deplete like iron um, yeah, and a, a essential nutrients. So um. there's times when we we do need to allow ourselves to rest. I think women find it hard to give themselves permission definitely. to rest. Definitely. Oh, definitely. Um, so those are the pain points we've kind of delved mm -hmm. in a little bit there. Do you want to maybe run through about the cycle? Like you, cause you mentioned kind of four quadrants, playful, uh, centering. There were two more. Do you want to just give just a little bit more? Yeah. So the easiest language to use and in fact i've got a clock on my wall there's like a menstrual cycle oh, clock that you yeah. can get Perfect. and it's really good for me but it's also good for my partner because he can understand where i am and it's a really easy language it's um we liken it to the four seasons yeah perfect. so it's like winter spring summer autumn you can also liken this the cycle to the the phases of the moon it's exactly the same and also the life cycle of a woman so these are more in depth kind of subject so i'm just going to focus on the inner seasons right because it's a, a language that we all understand because in the north and southern hemisphere we both go we you know we go through these seasons um so the first one would be winter which is day one to six or seven of a lady's menstrual cycle when they're bleeding yep and this is when they want to go into hibernation this is when their awareness is starting to draw inwards um they become more aware of themselves that um sort of the light turns on inside and there's less of a light outside if that makes sense so their awareness is really inwards um so this is when they should be resting and recuperating recharging um not doing much having other people cook for them like having all the food prep so they're not having to do too much and just taking some time out Sometimes I call it women's holiday. You know, it's, it should be that women's holiday. It's their moon time. Winter. And then spring is uh, from day six, seven to about 12, 14. And springtime is obviously a delicious time because everything, life is starting to come back. But um, it's also a time when our hormone levels aren't supporting lots of activity at this time. So like estrogen is still quite low, progesterone is still quite low. And often at this time, I'm one of them that I want to like race out of the block like a horse. You know, as soon as like the winter is over, I'm like, I want to be out in life, you know, getting back out there. You know, winter slowed me down. 
And, but the problem with that is that you burn out, you burn out like halfway through spring and into summer and my energy's dropped. So I've learned the support because you're still coming out of winter because these things aren't, exactly. they aren't on off switches, are they? They're biological processes. And I guess they take time yeah. in waves rather than bar chart up and down. It's a wave. Exactly. It's not like, right, that's my area done. Now I'm into this. It's sort of like there's transitional phases. And um, just as like, I really love this analogy that in the spring you get these buds that come up too soon and they die away because the winter frost is still there in the mornings. So it's sort of like that. So I always think like spring is not a race. It's you have to pace yourself in spring. And you can start to build up that pace because you feel your energy building as estrogen starts to rise. So you then exercise changes, you know, you start feeling like more physical exercise and pushing yourself a little bit more. And then we have the summer phase, which is the ovulatory phase. And this is between day 12 to 16, 17. And this is when everything is peaking, like estrogen is peaking and we also get a little blip of testosterone, lucky us, because it really makes a difference having testosterone. And now I realize like why in ovulation, you know, I've got so much more energy to get out there because testosterone really helps. <laughs> so like, um, but we, d- but we don't, we don't have much of it. We just have this little lift in our ovulatory period. And obviously it's because it's a time when the body is thinking, oh, maybe we might be conceiving here. Mm. So we'll give you a little boost of energy and <laughs> make you a little more radiant and shiny. Um, but this is a time when we could be burning out just because we've been racing during spring. Um, but summer is a time just to breeze it. You know, you're kind of in your flow. Um, if you're doing fitness and exercise, you're in your zone. It's, you yeah. know, it's good, good time. Um, not that you can't be in your zone the rest of the time, you definitely can, but you need to optimize all these different phases and be aware like, oh, I'm in this phase. This is how I optimize in this phase. So it's not, you're not in your summer and you're doing a race or something. If you're competing, be aware. don't think, yeah, just, just be aware. And you can still absolutely optimize where you are. I think it's probably more difficult obviously in winter, but definitely mm-hmm. spring, summer, autumn, if you play it right, you can optimize your and I guess if you've got a certain amount of reserve, say, for example, and this is I'm talking on like a sporting level, I guess it's like you mm-hmm. just be aware that uh, during those periods, like you don't do the extra training session, you save your reserve, you only have a certain amount of energy and time. So you yeah. save those up for the real key periods that you the, the exactly. key time that you need them, maybe. I guess that's and you focus on another part of your wellness during that time that's going to support you, you know, like. A lot of football rugby teams are now doing yoga and meditation, you know, so you kind of think like, oh, that's just as important as the, the ads, thing. The ads the are taking away. Yeah. Definitely. Um, and then we go into the autumn phase. Now, this, uh, this has got a lot of bad rep, the autumn phase. It's like the PMT phase. Men know about this phase as well because they're very affected by women having PMT um, and they often sort of back off rightly so because a woman can be um in a place of frustration so i see autumn as a place when the the height of summer has gone Mm. everything is stripped right back like the sea has receded and there's like wrecks there you can suddenly see all the wrecks so when the summer's it's high tide you can't see anything when it's out all the wrecks are there and this is like the wrecks of 
perhaps in your springtime you've been over planning you've put yourself up to much to too much and you've created too much stuff for yourself and now you can't deal with it all and maybe you haven't been speaking your truth your needs your wants and suddenly it's like it's all there and it's too much and it's overwhelming so you come out with frustration blame all these kind of things so a woman absolutely needs to like know what her needs are during this time and um it is a time for slowing down as well it's really hard because it's all biological so the estrogen and progesterone uh, estrogen is dropped mm. testosterone is dropped like literally it's like on a ride it just goes like that it's like the biggest drop so we just fall off a cliff and it's so for some women it can be like what just happened to me yesterday i was on my game i was yeah. flying today i'm like clumsy or you know i'm just tired i'm feeling yeah. rubbish yeah. you know and it's frustrating yeah. yeah um and the crash is more stark if you're living more starkly you know if you're trying to find sustainability you won't it will happen but you'll be aware so you'll be like Definitely. it won't feel so bad um so the autumn time i see it as being once you've managed to solve these issues with in the life choices that you're making um, the autumn actually becomes really beautiful. You know, it's like a really colorful time. It's actually one of my favorite seasons. Um, I have more clarity. It's like a time for refining. I really, I know who I am. I know myself much more in this season. Is um, it reflective? Is that, it's, is that not the right you, you do begin to become a bit more reflective later on. The autumn, the autumn is the biggest season. It's like the long season. So it's like um, day... 18 to 29 or 35 some people depending on how long so it's a really long season so there's even within the autumn there's kind of different patches that you'll go through which is quite interesting and during the end of autumn you get this rise in estrogen again Mm. and so that's a really good time for exercise um which helps to combat any sort of sluggishness or congestion that you might get during your winter hibernation time so that rise in estrogen is really good to kind of move and get everything moving so that it decreases pain and any congestion that might happen during winter. Um, interestingly, I looked up a case study about amino acids dropping in autumn phase. I can imagine. So that could be a little thing to try yeah, out. We could yeah, yeah I can imagine. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> um, but yeah, so yeah, and then we're back in back into winter. And I think some women find it really hard at the end of autumn to start letting go because this is a time when you're shedding your leaves and you're having to let go of everything you've reaped everything you've grown and nurtured you kind of momentarily have to let go for four or five days and you have to trust that you can pick everything up the other side when you come into spring and for a lot of women that time is quite challenging um because as i said our awareness starts really going inwards and we can fight it and uh that can cause problems then going into our winter so Yeah, that was quite an in-depth introduction. No, it's really good. And what you've done is like by speaking in metaphor, it really helps to attach this, what you'd see on a chart would be one to six, six to 14. Like you just see these numbers, whereas you put it into something that people can understand and it attaches and you can kind of really visualize it and it's obviously makes it easier for people to remember so that's really um yeah definitely i'm just i'm developing a map 
now and that will be out soon and it will be like a freebie download that people can have and i'll be um having a video linked with that to educate people how to chart their cycle Definitely. um make sure we can we make sure we stick that in the description section yeah so um, that's super that's super insightful thank you for um thank you for sharing that and thank you for sharing it in such a uh, helpful and uh, easy to understand way i guess is what i'm trying to say mm. so, um let's so we've kind of looked at the problem we've looked at kind of understanding the cycle just maybe just uh, before because i don't want to take too much more of your time leave people with maybe kind of like three tips like power of three a eh? um three tips to kind of yeah kind of help people um kind of make good choices like what kind of things would you suggest them to be doing yeah great um so my first one would be in the winter phase is to rest and take iron supplements okay really really key um to rest take iron supplements in winter and try not to do too much try and um dissolve as many responsibilities as you can for that month you know pass things off delegate as much as you can mm -hmm. and have food ready everything you need ready sort of gather in your autumn so that in the winter you can rest you have everything that you need to hand and being around loved ones it's a really nice time to be around familiar ones um and in a in a comfortable setting um and then for second one i'd say it's spring is to not race remember that like that horse on the blocks ready to go just like feel into that feeling and don't run with that feeling just like be aware of that feeling that you're wanting to like charge out of the starting blocks and just take a moment to breathe and then kind of one foot in front of the other i always think about that i always think about one foot in front of the other going out slowly so that would be my spring tip just on that actually and some of the guys that might be listening to this like the sprint coaches we've had on they talk about this idea and this kind of mixes in well that you in a sprint race you don't want to race out from the beginning it needs to be controlled from the beginning because if you race out at the beginning you basically you don't set yourself up for the rest right of the out. race yeah exactly so you kind of you put yourself in a bad position for the rest of the race and they talk about this they talk about this orchestra and building the rhythm as you kind of accelerate and building kind of go from 100 meters you kind of build the intensity as you go along rather than going from zero to 100 and then crashing so it's kind of it's just it's just what you said kind of it literally they talk about this orchestra bringing it all together for the final finale um so it had that's this. so good <laughs> i think this seasonal map can map onto anything like there's obviously a seasonal map within yeah like racing because summer would be like the height you know the winning yeah. And then you go into the autumn and the winter because you need to recuperate afterwards. Yeah. And it also is like your day, yeah. you know, at the beginning of the day, you've got spring, so go slowly, you don't race out of bed, you know, just like walk, you know. So I think this yeah, map is yeah. so great, it fits onto so many things. Yeah, nature, I guess, isn't it? Right. Nature, exactly. We're all raw part as above, mm. so below. What was number three? Um, the third one is, um, yeah, charting, charting your cycle. Um, getting to know where you are um, in your cycle, starting to be interested, be aware. Um, the best way is definitely to chart old school paper pen. And as I say, it's good to have these maps. Um, there are free ones out there as well. Otherwise you can um, download mine. Um, there's apps that you can use, like Hormonology is great. Fitter is really great for um, 
women in in uh in sports um they have like recipes on there for different times in your cycle so that's fitter um and is it, is it daisy do you know daisy is that a similar one oh there? i don't know who the the name of who well, runs that's it one i've seen yeah that's one i've seen around um yeah that's yeah. cool and then there's flow those are the three key ones that i use those apps i kind of i'm on all of them yeah. because they all offer different things yeah great okay cool and, and then so, i, also I guess part yeah, I was going to say, like, maybe starting out, you chart, and you, if you measure, you can manage, right? So you have to know where you are to go to somewhere else. And I guess it's quite nice to be old school to begin with. And I guess then, obviously, now you've got all this fit tech and health tech that is yeah. putting it all into a algorithmic yeah. format for us. Exactly. As well. And whilst that is really good, it's still, in a way, stereotyping a woman's experience. You know, so it is really good because it's, it's scientifically proven with the nutrition um, it's based on the hormonal fluctuations, but then in terms of how a woman personally experiences it in her life, um, that's why charting your own cycle comes in really, really well, because that's really where the changes can be made because you'll start to see where the imbalances are in your life choices and lifestyle. Fantastic. Super valuable, really valuable information in there. Um, Claire, if people want to find out more about you, about the work you do, where can they get hold of you? So the best place at the moment is actually on Instagram. So at okay. Claire <laughs> we'll um, links below for anybody. Links below. Yeah. And um, yeah, the Quaves as well. So you can head to thequaves.com for our sisterhood gatherings if you're interested in that. Um, but yeah, at the moment, Instagram's really gonna be the best place because that's where I put what's what I'm doing, what I'm offering. You've got all the information about how to contact me on there definitely definitely great claire i really appreciate you coming on we'll have to get you back on and um talk about you have you have you've got a couple a few different topics i kind of want to go into i'm, I'm super uh, super curious now so we'll have to get you back on again <laughs> cool. and, uh, i'd and, love uh, that thank you so much for having me really appreciate it claire and hopefully i'll see you soon thank you Take care.